This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Circuit of Success, and thank you for joining me. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait, but I believe the opposite. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude, a great belief system, and action every single day. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision, that's when greatness happens. Now let's dive right in to this week's guest. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we have Chris Johnson, in the room with us. Chris, how you doing? Good. How are you, Brett? I am doing awesome. I'm uh, I'm excited to have you on the show today because I'm going to think I'm going to learn a lot. Our listeners are going to learn a lot. I've been all over your website and the stuff that you're doing, and I'm uh, I'm excited to bring this to our listeners. So uh, on Target Living, that is uh, that is Chris Johnson. We're going to dive into that stuff. Um, you've done a lot over your career, so uh, thanks for being with us. Just like all Circuit of Success shows, though, Chris, we start with Kind of what's made you the man you are today? I know you've got a story, and uh, why don't you share that with our listeners? Well, it's an interesting story. I don't know how uh, you know engaging it is for your listeners, but uh, fast forward, I was always interested in sports and athletics growing up, and um, I had bad skin for about 15 years of my life and was raised on beefaroni and SpaghettiOs and just kind of a typical Midwestern guy, you know, not really paying attention to what you're eating and and then I went off to college and I had an economics business degree and I had a class one night from this uh, economics professor and he was talking about processed food and profitability. And then he started talking about milk and he was talking about milk and how it's very difficult to break down. Get this is 1977. Nobody's really ever told me about this. And um, right then and there, I quit drinking cow's milk and my skin got better within about six weeks. And that was kind of my aha moment. And then I went back to grad mm-hmm. school and then I started going down this path. I was in bodybuilding. I've competed in bodybuilding since 1985. So I learned a lot on that arena. And then um, I went to work for a large family practice doctor for two years, many high risk. I actually had a heart replacement. I had type 2 diabetes, COPD, pretty much every imaginable unhealthy person <laughs> that would walk by your door. And I learned a lot about the whole, that was my training in medications. Um, I learned a lot about that arena. And then I went to work with one of the largest health clubs in the world, the Michigan Athletic Club. And I was a director of fitness. And we had one of the largest personal training programs in the, in the world in the early 90s. And then uh, I took my uh, show on the road, per se. I started speaking more, wrote books. And then I got into corporate America and talking about uh, health and performance. Wow. And today uh, we have uh, an entire living team, including my both of my kids. They're 31-year-old twins, Kristen and Matt. And uh, we have a team of nine, and uh, we continue to grow and travel around the country and around the world um, presenting our on-target living message. Well, it's very cool. I didn't realize they were twins. So that's, uh, that's even cooler. And it's, it says something that you're, uh, you did something right as a parent, right? If your kids want to get involved in this deal. Well, you know, it's funny. Sometimes my daughter thought I was a freak show growing up. She talks. About <laughs> I got to eat what? She thought I was a freak show. You know, like nobody eats like us, Dad. And, you know, we go on vacations and all we want to do is we're going to exercise and ski and play and move and, <laughs> and eat broccoli. And eat broccoli. And, and, and then she realized over time she was a track athlete and she kind of went sideways for a while and kind of came back to her roots. And so. It's interesting. I never, people ask me, did you envision your kids being in the business? I absolutely not. I never thought of that. In fact, I'd never really thought about ever going out on my own. And then it just kind of evolved. So it just slowly evolved. And now we have nine on the team and and we're continually looking to grow. So anyway, that's the big picture. But, you know, talking about your kids, you know, they have a great mother. So yeah. my, my wife, Paula, I've been married 35 years and she's Lebanese and She's the she's the taskmaster. I'm the easy guy. So it's the, it's the combination of the two of us. And again, you, we're always lucky sometimes with raising Absolutely. kids. Not, you know, you can do all the right stuff sometimes and it still doesn't work out. So let's talk while we're talking on kids. This is a question I had for you later, but I'm going to ask it now is, I mean, you know, the world we live in, right? It's crazy. And I'm sure you're maybe your kids have kids now. I don't I don't know. But, you know, so I, I have four kids. They're 12, 10, 7 and 3. And it's nuts, right? And so it's not always easy to eat healthy. 
And so what advice do you have for those parents right now that are listening and say, yeah, I hear that, but it, gosh, it's pretty easy after soccer or baseball to run through Culver's or, you know, go to the bread company. It's St. Louis Bread Company here, but Panera Bread Company around the country, I guess that's somewhat quote unquote healthy. Um, so what advice do you have for us parents raising kids right now? It's an easy question to answer, but it's not an easy question to, to actually implement. I am a grandfather now. I'm I'm six years old and I have two grandkids. My son has two, I has a gonna be a two-year-old and a and a four-month-old. And my daughter's recently married about a year and a half. So, you know, those grandkids are here. But one of the things I, I tell my audience's members many times is it's really the mirroring. It's like anything else. It's what you mirror. And so if you're walking the walk, and again, it doesn't really take that much time, it just takes a little planning. So if your kids are in sports or whatever they're doing, well, I think all parents want their kids to be successful. And so you got to plan for that. If you're if you're feeding your kids Mountain Dew and, you know, some cookies after a soccer match or before, they're probably not going to perform at their best. So these are little habits they develop over time. And the other thing, I too, I hear from parents like, well, you know, my kids won't eat that. Well, sure they will. Hmm. Well, you're the you're the leader. You would never give your kids bleach. You know, I tell people all the time, hey, would you take bleach home and give it to your kids? Well, no. Well, okay, so some of the stuff they're eating is probably not that great for them. So it's all baby steps. It's working with your kids. It's it's mirroring. You know, it's developing those habits. And those habits, really, what I tell parents many times is, you know, we work with these people that are 50s, 60s on up. And, you know, they've come from really, really bad history of health. And it starts at a young age. I mean, you know, right. our obesity levels of our kids is just, it's just, it's tragic. So really the parents got to think about, you know, they want their kids to be successful. The foundation is their health. Yeah. And I think it's the little steps, right? Like you said, it's, if somebody's not doing that at home today, it's probably not real easy just to go home and say, okay, we're having salmon and broccoli and a salad every day for lunch. Like that's not, yeah, that's not, that's not going to work. So for example, I use this example. So if your kids are eating peanut butter and jelly, in fact, most kids can't have peanut butter and jelly anymore because their immune system is so weak. But imagine you're doing peanut butter and jelly. So your kids like peanut butter and jelly. The first thing you're going to focus on is upgrading your peanut butter. So no more trans fat peanut butter. And you're going to upgrade your jelly. And then slowly you're going to upgrade your bread. And what I mean by that, let's just say you're consuming a really unhealthy white bread. Well, go to a, a, like a Rudy's bread that's frozen. It can be white bread. It can be nice and soft. But it's just uh, these are all upgrades. And so one of the things we have on our website is called Brand Favorites. And it's just a shopping list that people can use to go to any grocery store and then make those better choices. If it's, uh, if it's DiGiorno's Pizza, maybe they get Amy's Pizza. Or if they're doing Oreo cookies, maybe they get Newman's O. So these are just easy upgrades without taking it away. Because your kids are like that. And while you're saying that, what's the website people can, while they're listening, can be uh, looking at their shopping list later tonight? Yeah, so they can just go to ontargetliving.com and go to our, at the top, they'll just go to resources and you'll see all our handouts. Got it. That's awesome. I, I, I could not agree more. So let's turn the page a little bit. And, and speaking of On Target Living, I know you talk about eat, rest, and move. Let's talk about those things individually if you can. Yeah, so the foundation we teach is we wrote a new book called titled Capacity, and it's really a, it's all about you know how do you in organizations your greatest resource is your people, and if that's the case, what are you doing to take care of your people? And for many people, they realize that you know the number one resource of any individual is their health. So the foundation of that is going to be how they rest, how they eat, and how they move. So that's a strategy that we work with corporate America on. And once they get that strategy, it's amazing. So when you think about rest, you know, we start with breathing because belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing is a foundational pillar for combating stress. So if person, you know, you and me both, we all have stress that's going to walk into our world. And one thing is, is what we're telling ourselves. And number two, do we have strategies to help with your challenging day? And that's belly breathing. Number two... The fastest growing group of medications in the country right now in the United States is our sleep medications. So as a society, we're not sleeping. So we teach them how to sleep better. You know, and we all know when we get a great night's sleep, our performance goes through the roof. 
I mean, if you have a big test the next day, you're not allowing your kids to stay up to one o'clock in the morning. Right. You know, so if you're really trying to create, create great performance, not only for adults, but also for the kids, you know, really. But how we're not taught this stuff. And now with our, new, our electronics hitting you know, our white space now in our world is decreasing by the second. And white space is basically personal care. It's 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 that magic piece. My mom passed away a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and I tell a story on stage that, you know, it was very raw for me just a couple of weeks ago. She just passed away and I was speaking like four days later. And I was saying, you know, I really had some really amazing moments of my mom the last six months of her life. Just me and her. We would talk about things, but we never talked about anything but white space. It was magic moments. It was you know, things that she remembered about raising us and growing up and vacations and all the magic stuff. And that stuff is disappearing right now. So I tell people all the time, do not let that white space disappear because what's taking over that white space is our electronics. And it, electronics can be absolutely essential, but you don't want to let the electronics run you. And that's what's hurting us. Yeah. So when we talk about rest, it really gets down to teaching people some really basic strategies on how to recover, how to create rejuvenation. And that can be as simple as taking a one-minute breathing break a couple times a day, understanding how to get a better night's sleep because we're really not taught this. And it's really some basic things. And then create some white space in your life, whether you're getting a massage a couple times a month or maybe you're taking an Epsom salt bath, doing a stretch break. I tell this story. I was uh, speaking in China last year and I had to make a long flight. I was driving it. I had to fly from uh, Hong Kong to Seoul and then from Seoul to Seattle and Seattle to back to Michigan. It's going to be a full 20 plus hours, you know, flying. So I'm dreading it. So our plane's delayed. We get into Seoul, Korea at 4 a.m. Everybody's a mess. We got about a six-hour layover, and then we got another 15-hour flight. <laughs> so I go over there, and I see this spa, and you can get a massage that opens at 6 a.m. So as soon as 6 a.m. rolled around, I walked over. I said, hey, can I get a massage here? And they said, yeah, we can get you in at 7 a.m. Our flight was leaving at like 11. And I said, do you have shower facilities? Oh, oh yeah. So I went and got a massage for about an hour. I took a cold and hot shower and I got on the plane and everybody was like, so why are you so cheery? I'm so curious because I have full rejuvenation. I ate a nice breakfast. I had, so this is what's not happening. And if you're not doing that, you get people to start melting down. You know, I always talk about the Navy SEAL training. You know, the Navy SEALs get people to tap out very quickly because they take yeah. away their rest and rejuvenation. When you talk about breathing, let's talk about that. I mean, the belly breathing, is that also, like, I'm a big fan of meditation. Is that, uh, are they, those, are they cousins? Are they brother and sister? Where does that, where are they? Yeah, they're really, they're really uh, cousins because the first step of any meditation practice is you got to change how you breathe. So instead of just jumping right into meditation for many people, because sometimes it gets a little weird for a lot of folks, they just don't understand it. You know, I say, okay, let's just start with, you know, belly breathing. And let's start with a, maybe a minute or two here and there. And, one, and again, it's a practice. So once they start learning how to use the diaphragm, lowers their blood pressure, lowers their heart rate, lowers, changes their brain waves, helps them better digestion. So they, they start understanding the science behind it. And then from there, if they want to take it another level, now we teach them how to quiet the mind. And again, first step is breathing. And then we move into the meditation. So anyway, that's the beginning. That's the that's the walking before we're running. And I believe too. I mean, I've gotten it to the point where if I'm stressed or I've been in meetings or you're just having some some you know some anxiousness in your day, I think the people and I'm sure you'd agree with this. You can really kind of train yourself to do it in front of people, and they don't even know you're doing. It's invisible, right? But we all know we've all been this before. You know, you have an argument with your spouse or your kids or whatever it is, colleague, and you know everybody tells you just to breathe. You know, take, right. take a breath. Well, there's something to, behind that. So anyway, that's 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 the first thing I teach every one of my clients. Yep. Lower the heart rate, lowers anxiety, lowers blood pressure, everything, right? Yeah, you know, and if you're using the diaphragm, it attaches to the vagus nerve, and the vagus nerve is the thing that shuts down the, the sympathetic nervous system. So when you get into the science of it, that's why it lowers blood pressure. 
And so people have blood pressure issues or having problems with digestion. The first thing we have to do is help them because we have so many people that have stress, you know, issues and they, you know, our digestive epidemic right now in the United States, whether it's Crohn's or IBS or acid reflux. So a big part of that is, you know, people aren't digesting correctly. So breathing is a big part of it. Yeah. So on the rest, what are the uh, what's maybe the top two things if you could share with our listeners right now? If we could do just these two things every night before bed, it'd be a game changer. What would those be? Well, I think if you're thinking about sleeping, number one would be you got to go to bed and get up relatively at the same time. So that's your circadian rhythms. So if we have a you have a dog or cat at home, they all get it. As soon as it gets dark out, they're falling asleep. Right. So you don't ever have to tell your dog or cat when to go to bed. They just do it. So imagine if you go to bed at 10, 10 p.m. and then the next day you go to bed at midnight or one or and then you're getting up at different times, your body doesn't know how to get back in rhythm. And that's a big part of that is melatonin. So melatonin is that hormone that causes you to be drowsy. So if you constantly are mixing it up, melatonin doesn't know when to come out and play. And then that leads to, you know, in, inconsistencies of sleeping. And I think we're all guilty of this, but I mean, what about the weekends, right? So we all, do you, do you try to go to bed at the exact same time on the weekends? Oh, no, again, remember, this is all about lifestyle. You're not doing, you're not being perfect, but you just want to have a relatively consistent time. Yeah. So if you're going to bed at 10 o'clock during the week, and then you're going to bed at 2 a.m. on a weekend, you're going to suffer for a day or two to get back into your cycle. Right. And that's why people on Mondays perform at such a low level. Yeah, because we just so again, you don't have to be crazy with it, but you want to stay somewhere in that range. Okay, the range is usually about a half hour to an hour. Got it. What's the second thing we need to be doing besides going to bed and getting up at the same time? What's the second thing we could do? The second thing uh, when you're thinking about your sleep is you want to create that environment so it's dark, but it's you, it has to be relatively cool. So that's that 65 degree temperature in your bedroom. You don't you want to be nice and cozy in your bed. But yeah. you want to have that environment cold. And then, again, that's the science behind that. It, it stimulates the nervous system that relaxes or shuts down the body. You know, one of the things I'm trying to get better at personally is putting down the phone or the iPad before bed because I find sometimes I'll it's on, right? I'm doing emails or I'm looking at whatever, and then all of a sudden it's lights are out, and then I may still be doing things or, oh, i got to send this email or i got to do that. And the phone's there, and then I find I finally put it down when I'm wired. Right. Well, I want your listeners to understand this because it's coming. There's a lot of things to talk about. But if your cortisol levels are on, your melatonin levels are off. Hmm. So if your cortisol levels, you're looking at that phone or that pad and you have something you're doing, you're very stimulated. And it could be, you know, it could be you perceive maybe threatening then cortisol levels are up. And then again, well, I got too much on my mind. We all have things on our mind. Right. But if we don't have ways to shut it down, then that you're going to be you're you're going to wake up, or you're not going to get to sleep. And a lot of people go to sleep, but they can't stay asleep, and that's magnesium. Hmm. So mineral relaxation is called magnesium. So that's in any greens, that's figs, dates, raisins, bananas, and then Epsom salts. Epsom salts are real high in magnesium, absorbed through the skin. So one of the things we recommend if you want to get a better night's sleep. Take an Epsom salt bath or a foot bath once or twice a week and soak in the bath for 10 minutes. And it not only gets the core temperature cooler, but it absolutely leaches that magnesium into the skin, which magnesium is the mineral relaxation, helps your blood pressure, helps with your heart, helps with headaches, and helps your sleep. So this banana is sitting on my desk right now. I need to eat some of these kind of after, after dinner snack type stuff will be all right. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So again, it, it, the mineral that we leach out probably the fastest and most people are deficient in is the mineral magnesium. So the listeners out there, if you got headaches, you have problems with your blood pressure, having trouble staying asleep, you're probably deficient in magnesium. And we don't really recommend taking magnesium supplements. We recommend magnesium foods, cacao powder. I put cacao powder, which is real chocolate in my oatmeal for virtually every day, high in magnesium. So on our website, we have a whole thing on rest, and then we show you all these magnesium-based foods. 
Got it. And I can find all this on your website as well, right? It's on the website. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I was saying earlier. This is why it's such a great website. So what are you, what are you finding the, the people around the world that you're speaking to, that just the top of the top of their game, right? That top half a percent of the, of, a, of the world. What are they doing? What are the rituals and habits they're doing every single day? Well, I think the big one for many people is they are they really, really value their performance and they understand the foundation of that performance is their health. And so one some of the top leaders that we work with, in fact, I've had them in for private retreats. They know they got a big job. It's not about working more hours. It's about having the energy and that laser focus that they can have when they have that great health. And so that's what I find is number one is you got to change the mindset of how do you create great performance. And it begins with that foundational health piece. That's, that's the hardest part when I'm working with some of the top leaders, they just don't, they kind of, they, they think they're kind of healthy, but do they really, are they performing like an athlete? And then from there, we go into some real basic things and have them repeat them over and over and over. Are they drinking enough water? Are they consuming some superfoods? And what's the frequency of eating? Are they moving their body a little bit daily? You know, what's the rest and rejuvenation strategy? So we just start slowly looking at what they're doing and then how we can take their game up a notch. But the first one, as you said, you talked about this earlier, and this is what you, it's their belief system. I got to, I got to tackle their belief system right at the very beginning. A lot of people, I just wrote an article on the ketogenic diet because a lot of people don't believe carbohydrates you know, I need to take them out of my diet. And reality is you have to have them if you want to have optimal good neurotransmitters in your brain and all the stuff that goes with your health. I think carbs are making a comeback. I'm seeing more, more and more articles talking about the importance of them. Well, we just, I just wrote one. I'll send it to you today, but you could share that with your, your listeners. It's really a good article about ketosis and really what it is. And that's my science training, you know. So I say, hey, you, you, can, you can believe all you want, but here's the science behind it. So talk to us through exercise. Well, I mean, what is, what's kind of the, the key numbers? Is it 30 minutes a day, an hour a day? I mean, the more the better. I mean, what, what is something that people need to be focusing on? So I think the big thing from an exercise standpoint, I like the word movement. So I'm an exercise physiologist, uh-huh. but I like the word movement. So think, change again, change your belief system, but you, the human body is meant to move every day. And, there's, and it's like compound interest in your world. So if you move your body every day, it doesn't need to be a formal exercise program. But if you move your body every day, maybe even multiple times a day, then that's the magic. Because really what you're doing is you're working your lymphatic system. You're creating energy for the brain. You know, you're doing all those wonderful things. And then from there, once people start getting in the habit of moving, number two, I really focus on their posture and their alignment. So a lot of people are in the gym working out or doing whatever, but they really have crummy posture and it's like driving your car out of alignment. And then we start finding activities they like to do because that's really the magic. You got to enjoy the process. If you don't, you're not going to stick with it. Yeah, whether it's basketball or whatever it is, I, I, I struggle big time with going to the gym or anything like that. And, but find if I can play basketball or do something with the kids and just like you said, move. I wrote that down. I got to think about movement versus exercise. Yeah, get, get rid of the word exercise. Get get more into movement. Like we have a mini trampoline that I got at Costco. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I saw that on LinkedIn the other day. You were doing that. Yeah, I just I just have it in the living room. And so when we're, let's just say we're binge watching something, yeah. we have to, we got to get up and move. And then we throw some stretches in there and we get on the mini trampoline for a minute here and there. And I think that's what I've seen in the over the years is that, you know, 25 percent or less of our population is moving daily. Well, it's because they don't enjoy it. Yeah. So if you find the activities like look at pickleball, hmm. you know, pickleball, for those don't don't know, but it's it's like the number one growing, you know, game in the United States with the seniors. So at our club, which one of the largest clubs in the country they have, you know, eight pickleball courts and growing. It's just, it's just because people love it. It's like, it's like ping pong, but on a court. So again, the reason people are playing it is because it's easy to start with. It's very social and it's fun. And then it helps them with their, their flexibility and their balance and their eye coordination. And bottom line is they all love it. You see them laughing and carrying on and I'm a big fan of strength training. I'm a big fan of training and all that. 
So I like to actually get people say, you know, I, I work with these guys. There's a bunch of attorneys. They're not the healthiest crowd in the world, but they love pickleball. So I'm kind of slowly saying, hey, you know what? Let me show you this flexibility exercise here that takes you about five seconds. They're like, yeah, that's easy because my back's bothering me and my hips are bothering me. So, so then that's where the training comes in. You train to play. And people like that because they have an intent behind their movement patterns or their, what they're going to do. Right. One of the videos I saw on your website, I did it last night, and, I, and then I incorporated a little bit of a three-minute meditation with it, but is taking the foam roller and then you know using your tailbone, sit down on one end, and then take it all the way back up to the bottom of your head uh, on the other end and just put it right in the, down your spine and kind of lay there and breathe. And man, that felt good. And I could actually even feel it after one time doing it just a little bit different today. And I keep working on my posture more as I'm sitting down at my desk. Uh, I've been a busy podcast guy today. So um, yeah, you've been, a, you've been a busy guy today. Gravity beats us all up. So the number one injured joint in the human body is the rotator cuff. Hmm. And it's so easy to hurt the rotator cuff because anytime the shoulders start to round, the space in the in the it's called the ac joint it starts to shrink and then that starts rubbing on the the tendons and so by laying on that foam roller it opens that space it helps realign the body and it's passive so again we have a foam roller upstairs that we have a foam roller downstairs so we're always on that foam roller and again it like you said it makes you feel good and then you throw some breathing in there and you got a little little plan for the body. So I think that's the big thing I see in the the whole world of exercise or movement is that people have all these thoughts that I got to get on a cardio machine for 45 minutes and, you know, I got to do all this stuff. And that's not necessarily true. I said the foam roller is the real deal. I mean, we even found out Amazon will deliver to the vacation house you're staying at because we, we forgot one. And so we just had Amazon deliver one of the house. And so now, like you said, we got one on the main floor and upstairs and we use them all the time. Yeah. In the future, you can just order them from us too. So. Well, there you go. I, I'm at the, I'm going to see, I have to change my Amazon bill on target living. No, you can keep ordering at Amazon, <laughs> but we do have other things that Amazon doesn't. There have. you go. Uh, what would you go back and tell the Chris Johnson, maybe 15, 20 years ago? What would you tell that guy? I kind of said a lot of things at my mom's funeral, but one of my moms taught me is kindness. Yeah, I think I've done a pretty good job of being kind to people. So if I had something on my tombstone, I think that's what I'd want on it. Yeah. And so would you say that's probably the biggest thing she taught you is kindness? Yeah, she really taught me um, about being kind to people and being kind to yourself. You know, we we all have negative self-talk. I mean, I know you're all about that as your attitude. But I think that's what's going on. I find more and more people, when I really get into the heart of it, they, they have so much negative self-talk. And then, you know, a lot of people aren't kind to others, you know, as our world is, we become more kind. And so that's, you know, many times I hear that I'm too accessible. Well, that's, that's not, (laughs) that's not my, my mission is to be very accessible. But if I think I went back 15 years, I probably would um, try to spend more quality time with my father and I, I spent a lot of quality time with him, but I would have probably got him more in our business yep. because he was asking me at the end of his career. And we play, I mean, he was my best friend, but I think that's one regret I have that, you know, he had a lot to offer, but, you know, he's retired and I'm thinking, dad, you don't need to come work with us. But in reality, it wasn't the work. He wanted to just be involved. Yeah. yeah. So, so that th- those are just some things, you know, we, we all, I think I've spent a lot of time with my family. That's a big part of that. And, you know, we all have regrets, but I I guess I don't feel that. I mean, the way we've done our, we've kind of done at grassroots and, you know, we've kind of stuck to the gun stuff that I was talking about 30 years ago. I still kind of talk about the same stuff. So it's nothing really, you know, like I still haven't changed my philosophy or my attitude. And would you say, I mean, would you say you're 60 years old today? By looking at you, you don't look anywhere close to that. You're in great physical uh, health. Skin looks great. All that stuff. And I would say, right, and so I just turned 40 this past November. And so I think it's making a habit today, right? Today is the best day to start, not tomorrow, uh, but today. And so would you say that for our listeners, whether you're 40 or 50 or 60, or heck, take my dad and mom who are 69 and 73, Today is the day to start, right? 
Yeah, and I think what happens sometimes in in our world is that people think it's you know they got to start going doing the salmon and the broccoli and you know doing an hour of cardio a day. That's really completely what what we don't teach. Um, in any time, any place, the human body's you know the longer I've been in this business, I've been in the business over thirty some years. I've seen so many transformations, and so the human body's always in a constant change. And we're all aging. There's no such thing as anti-aging. But just by adding a little bit of this and a little bit of that, that's that compound interest at any age. You know, I find a lot of seniors don't drink enough water. I mean, it's a simple, easy thing to do. But if you make it so simple for people and then they start really seeing some of their, you know, some of their the, the, the magic starting to happen. Then you start getting them like, gosh, I'm excited. But I think more people are so overwhelmed of the amount of information out there and how to be healthy. I mean, that's why we came up with our podcast on Target Living is that we wanted to help people understand some real basic things. So I think that's the, that's my message for most people is if you just start slowly and build a habit one at a time. I was taking a golf lesson today and I was talking to the golf pro and he says, amazing. I, I try to show people certain things, but they don't even have the flexibility to even make the movement. Hmm. So I said to him today, here's the deal. I want you to teach these two stretches to every one of your. He was so excited because the stretches I showed him, you could do virtually in 10 seconds. Right. He thought I was going to show him some full blown stretching routine. <laughs> and I'm like, no, these are the two easy stretches. And you could you should show every one of your clients. So I think that's the that's the magic of the human body is that well it's constantly in adaptation it's constantly in change and it's never too late. So let's turn uh, turn the page to the circuit of success and let's talk about the words and you and I spoke about this earlier before we started recording. But attitude when you hear the word attitude, what comes to mind? When you you and I are talking, I mean I think that's just we've all had the crummy attitude. You know, sometimes on our team, they're like, hey, what's wrong with Mr. Positive today? <laughs> well, you, know, you start, sw- you know, and again, it's intentional. Some days you just don't feel like it. You don't feel like having that great attitude. But you know what? You start thinking about it more and more. And I think when you throw gratitude with attitude, then I start feeling like, okay, you know, man, I, I feel so blessed. I mean, what am I whining about? Right. So I think everything begins with that. And then, you know, if the glass is full or empty, it's it's your glass. So, and, you know, and a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear the Pollyanna. Yeah, but it's, it's true, though, right? I mean, it's your choice. Every day we wake up, we have a choice, right? And so... Um, it's all about choice. To your point, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah, right. It is about choice because not every day you want to be in a great mood, but those days when I kind of wake up a little frustrated or whatever the word you want to use is, it's hard to be full of gratitude and mad at the same time. And I, and I like, and I like, you know, what you're saying there, because sometimes you do get, you know, we're working with a client and it's very frustrating. And then I think to myself, my gosh, it's my choice. I don't have to work with that client. Right. I don't have to, you know, and then here's the craziest thing. When you start switching, when you start thinking that way, it's amazing how it's like, you know, it's like a, uh, a boyfriend or girlfriend if you if you don't give them that energy anymore then they start going well maybe I should go out with you on a date you know <laughs> so it's interesting some of our clients that we kind of like you know what we have fantastic services and we can be a game changer for you but you know if it's not right for you that's okay and then the next thing you know we get an email from them you know six months later hey we'd like to talk to you um what we've been doing is not working okay great we're but you're not I'm not going to beg you so I love that, you know, sometimes you just step back for a second and go, okay, why am I so frustrated? And I like what, you know, your, your whole thing is, you know, asking better questions. Yeah. And so on that, then let's talk about your belief system. So I've got really kind of my eight or nine things that to my core, I believe in, you know, one of the things I learned growing up from my mom is belief in yourself, right? And, and if, if you believe it, you can achieve it. I think it was Walt Disney that said that, but it's really the kind of the attitude that I got from my mom was kind of, why not? Why, why can't you do that? Right. And, and so um, that is to my core, one of my biggest beliefs. And what would you say one of your or some of your biggest belief systems are that make you and others you've come across over your life of being successful? 
Well, I, I think I'm very similar in a sense what you're talking about that, you know, when I went out on my own, you know, my wife Paula says, are you sure? I'm like, well, no, I'm not sure. I'm going to go out on my own. My kids are in college. I mean, you know, no, I don't know. You know, but all I know is that I feel confident that, you know, I can make things happen. So I, I think, you know, you have to have those beliefs. I've always been a believer of that, uh, you know, health is a foundation. You know, and I, I learned that early on that when people feel good, they do good. And so when people don't feel good many times, you know, they're not at their best. And so when they're not at their best, then you have to kind of dig. And when I started digging more and more, it gets back to they, they just don't have the energy and they're not sleeping and they're this or that. Well, they don't feel good. And we've all been there before. When we don't feel good, we don't play and perform at our best. So that was a big belief for me way back in the day. I saw the magic of, you know, how a healthy lifestyle can transform people's lives in so many ways, including their attitude. Yeah. You know, when people start feeling good and then they start believing that they have control over their life versus, you know, what was me and my health is what's genetic has given me, which reality is not. So I think that the, the belief in yourself is, is challenging for a lot of folks. And so again, back to that self-talk and, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? And I mean, you want to have people lift you up versus, you know, always dragging you down. So again, that belief system is, it, it can be very fragile sometimes for many people. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And so I think one of the things I heard on something you said, but I connect with it because we talk about this in our firm all the time is your health is your wealth. And so uh, you know, doing investment planning and financial planning that we do, we always talk about like, okay, so let's put it up against with what you do, what doctors do. You can have the best health in the world, but if you don't take care of your money, then what happens to your health? Well, it goes down, right? Because then you're worried, you're stressed, you're all that stuff. But what if you focus so much about making money in your business and investing and doing all that stuff and being successful, but you don't focus on the stuff you're talking about, what happens to your money? Well, it goes down because your health goes down and you're paying for health care, right? And so we talk about that all the time with our clients is your health is your wealth and, and your wealth is your health, right? And so I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are based on what I just said and, and how you connect with that. I have a presentation, a keynote that's called The Power of Feeling Your Best. And the tagline is, you know, health is wealth. So when you, when you look at, again, this is getting to be more mainstream now, but Imagine doing this years ago. People are like, well, why do we, why are you going to talk about health? I'm like, what do you, all your, I mean, the two things we're not taught in school is personal finance and personal health. And it's probably the two most misunderstood and the two most, so why aren't we training this? I mean, I was listening to statistics the other day and they said, you know, 50% of all 65 year olds have less than $10,000 saved for, for retirement. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the same thing. You know, how many 65-year-olds are on three to five medications? So if that if we're going down that path, you know, at the end of your time, I mean, who, who cares to live to X amount of days if my health isn't there? And, and we all know that. So they go so well together because, like you said, and, and, they, and they have very common themes. It's basically a process. You know this. If I listen to your instructions on how to be wealthier and followed it, you know, financially, I'd probably get amazing results. Yep. And the same thing on, on my end, if you follow these simple principles, this process, you would get amazing results. But the challenging is most people, they haven't developed these habits and, and that's what leads them down. And I tell people all the time, everybody has habits. It's just a matter of exchanging one habit for another and then you enjoy the process. But I, I completely in agreement. If you if you don't, if you have all the resources, and we've seen this, people, there's a lot of people have lots of cash and they don't have their health and they would trade that in every second. Every minute of the day. And then on the opposite end, you know, if you don't have those resources at the end financially, then that that's a problem. So then the, the third circuit of the circuit of success is action. So what, what's the action? Uh, Chris Johnson has to do every single day of his life to be successful. As soon as my feet hit the floor, you know, is your is your number one? It's it's what what attitude am I going to bring to the party today? Yeah. Number two, um, you know.
know, I'm going to start my day out the same way I always started out with drinking water. And then I'm going to follow that up with wheatgrass and cod liver oil. So let me interrupt you real quick. So talking about this wheatgrass. So Brian Moran, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, author of the 12-week year. That's how I met you. Um, He was talking about this wheatgrass thing. I go to my local grocery store here. I'm looking for wheatgrass. They can't find it. I see it on your website. Talk to me why I need wheatgrass. Well, when we when we talk about nutrition to people, number one was we start out with, okay, let's go with the number one step, and that's water. So again, we can do water with lemon and things like that. We can talk about pH balance, but that's a whole nother conversation. That's another podcast. But after they do drink water, then the next thing we're gonna do is what kind of what kind of powerful superfoods can we get in a person's diet? And one of them is cod liver oil. It's an omega-3 fat, 97% of the population is deficient in it. Helps with your brain health, your heart health, hormones, inflammation. So a lot of your listeners out there are taking some form of anti-inflammatories. And on a regular basis, that's death for the body. So we realized that if we could help people understand the cod liver oil can help decrease inflammation, then everything starts to heat up. So cod liver oil, that's like a pill, like a vitamin? Nope, it just comes in an oil. So on our website, we sell the cod liver oil in oil and you just, it tastes good. And you just take a tablespoon or two, right. You know, on a spoon first thing in the morning. So the other thing most people are missing is minerals. And the highest source of minerals of any food in the world is wheatgrass. So we searched high and low. I've been, we've been doing wheatgrass for many, I'm over 20 years, but we get our wheatgrass in a farm. That's about 500 acres North of Toronto, about a hundred miles. And it's grown in the ground for five months. And that's the difference. So in the United States, most wheatgrass is not grown in the ground. And number two, it's pasteurized. So if it's sold in a store, it has to be pasteurized. And when you pasteurize anything, you heat it up and you kill a lot of the good enzymes. So the wheatgrass we have is shipped in a frozen ice cube form. And it will get to your house within two to three days. And it sits right on the doorstep in a big uh, container and it's all, it's frozen. So you take three to four ice cubes each morning, put them in a glass of water, and that's the wheatgrass. And the benefit of that is your skin, your digestion, your bone health, all these minerals that body needs. And the third one we recommend is called spirulina chlorella, and that's a that's an algae which boosts your immune system. So both the wheatgrass and the spirulina chlorella really really help digestion. They help with your energy. They help cleanse the body. So those are the big three superfoods we try to recommend for most people because that's the foundational pillars. So that's my morning ritual. I get up in the morning. I drink my water, take my wheatgrass, take my cod liver oil. Depends what I'm doing, whether I'm going to go to the gym or go play or, you know, whatever I'm going to do. Then I'll eat breakfast. And then I do my spirulina corella, you know, during the day. I like I'm on your website looking at it right now I'm like and this is there's no funny business in this stuff right so it's not going to make me feel weird this is just good for me no this is no funny business because we we were a real believer of this thing called the source and that's basically where does it come from so we feel like we have the best source of spirulina corella the best source of the wheatgrass and that's why we started to you know sell them on our website because people were having a hard time finding the the, the highest quality. So we decided, okay, we're going to private label, you know, our spirulina chlorella and, and the wheatgrass and the same thing with the cod liver oil. So those, those are high quality vet all our products, but that's how my day begins. Okay. And I do that same thing every day. I like it. <laughs> now what I might rotate, I might, today I had teff, which is uh, one form of ancient grains. Yesterday I had oatmeal. So these are all on our website. There's videos on how to do it. There's a video on our superfoods of what we're talking about right now. So if the listeners go to the website, they can see on the shopping page, they can see the the superfood typical day. So I show them right in my kitchen what it looks like. Not beautiful. Looks like I know what I'm doing tonight, Chris. Yeah, so Brian Moran, as you know, he's a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours. And yep. he's been doing this a long time. I like it. So now one of the questions we always talk about here on the podcast is fear. And fear, we all we all put fears in our minds. Some some do it more than others. Some let it admit it more than others. But I think we all put fear somewhat in our mind, right? Like fear. To your point, your wife said, "Is this really the right time?" Right. And, and when we started visionary, my wife was uh, 
eight months pregnant with our fourth child. We had just built our home. And is this the right time? And I said, it's never going to be the right time. And I don't know if this is the right time, but we're going to give it hell trying. Right. And so when you think about that, I have a lot of fear in my mind. And would you say that you have had those in the past? Has that been a, a role in your life? Well, if I said no, I wouldn't be honest. Right. I don't think anybody, you know, I, I always, I love, I love playing golf. And so I always tell people it's amazing when you go play in a four person scramble, you never, ever think about three putting. Uh, but when you play by yourself, you're like, okay, I hope I don't three putt. Exactly. <laughs> so as fear creeps in, then your performance starts going down. So we've all had that, you know, right, right now we we're building our new headquarters, going to break ground probably in the next week or so. I'm 60 years old. My wife says, why are we building our headquarters? You're 60 years old. I said, because I have, you know, the next generation coming in and I, this is not about me. It's about, you know, next generation. Yeah. So she said, well, you know, this is a big risk for us. I said, yeah, you're right. It is a risk, but you know what? I, I have, I'd have huge regrets if I didn't give this a shot. So, and then, you know, I believe that we, we can make it work. You know, sometimes our business, we start from ground zero every year. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden we get some of these big, huge clients and then uh, people retire or leave the company. And now you don't have those relationships anymore. And that business disappears. So I think, too, the follow up question to that is always how many of the fears you put in your mind have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? Well, they never do. Right. And that's <laughs> literally and they always laugh, just like you just did. And, I, and I'm going to keep on pressing because this is, we got to follow it. Yeah, we always go to the dark side and we go, no, it's, you know, that bear is not coming through the door. We might think the bear is, but. Right. So, again, we always have to kind of, you, you said this and this is what I love about it, but you have to go back and start asking better questions. Even if this did happen, what would happen? Right. For most people, we'd still be okay. In fact, some of the things that I've, you know, that, really thought were bad in my world were probably some of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. I'm going to take a second. You just said something there. What's the worst that can happen. Right. So I, I, for gosh, I think I learned this in 2002. So we're going on a while now. And there were four questions that, that I heard at a, at a conference, I guess I was at. And, and the guy said, what's the, so whatever the decision is, right. You're trying to make this decision. What's the best thing that can happen if I do this? What's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? What's the best thing that can happen if I don't do this? And what's the worst thing that can happen if I don't do this? Right. And so you ask the, or answer those four questions. It literally almost every time helps you make the decision almost immediately. So I know that was a lot there, but people can go back and rewind it. Yeah. You could write a book on that right there. Yeah. Maybe I'll add it to my future circuit of success book. Yeah. You, you should put that somewhere and, that's gold right there because that's exactly right because that's what people struggle with. That that You know, I've struggled with that. Yeah. But then I kept thinking one night, you know, I was thinking about my wife asked me this question because she's more of the worry person in our world. And it's it's good. She, You know, I'm the, hey, let's just do it. Let's go for it. You know, and she's like pulling back on the reins. And are you sure? No, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> but it's nice to have that filter that she helps me with. Right. Absolutely. But at the same time, I look back and I'm like, you know what? what if I didn't do this? And I, that's the question, like you just said. Yeah. And I would go, wow, I'd never know what was possible with our business because for us to grow, we have to create, we have to create an environment for our people to grow. So, so anyway, that's, that was my thought behind it. And got it. So um, somebody I've become close friends with Jackie Joyner Kersey. And she, she asked this question one time and she said, you know, to people, she always asks this question, are you, are you surprised by your success or did you imagine your success? So I'd ask you that same thing. Well, I don't know how successful I am. But, <laughs> um, no, I didn't. I didn't expect I would be traveling around the world. Um, I never thought I would write books. I remember my first uh, speech class freshman year in college, I was afraid to to talk for two minutes in front of people. And so, yeah, I, I never, I never visioned that. What I did vision, I, I guess as time went on, I kind of said like, why, why not? You know, I was on a stage with Colin Powell. Oh, wow. 
And I wasn't really, I thought Colin Powell was amazing, but I wasn't intimidated by his presence of me getting up on stage when he was there. So I, I think as time goes on, you realize that everybody's just, you know, they're just people. And so I guess as time went on, I, I, I wasn't like, why not, why not us? Why can't we do this? And I think my kids are more confident than, you know, I mean, they're 31 and they're, they are so confident of getting up on stage that I keep telling them they're like 30 years ahead of me. But um, so, yeah, I, I never, no, I, the honest truth, I, I never envisioned we would be here today that we would have a, you know, a multi-million dollar company and talking about things you love to talk about. Well, we're all very blessed. So where can our uh, listeners find more of Chris Johnson? I think the easiest one is just go to our website, uh, ontargetliving.com. We have a, we have a podcast, we have books. Um, we have a great website that's very uh, informational for organizations and individuals. Really and we have a nice team that we will, uh, we reach back and actually will respond to emails and, and through phone calls. So we're real, uh, we really pride ourselves on helping people if they have any questions. Well, I will vouch for that because I think, I can't remember if I sent you a text message or LinkedIn. Somehow I can't remember how we got connected, but you guys responded and, and now here we are. We've had a 53-minute podcast that for me just flew by and it was uh, phenomenal to have you. And so can our listeners also find you social media? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yep. And yeah, we're on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and all the stuff. You know, that's where the, that's where the expertise in the young generation <laughs> helps me. Right. They're like, here, Dad, post this. And you're like, what? That's right. And we have uh, we have you know lots of nice videos and cooking and you know lots of good stuff. So and they're they're instrumental in putting most of this together. Well, Chris, it's been great having you, my friend, and uh, look forward to connecting more in the future. And thanks for your time, and thanks to, uh, on behalf of our listeners for giving back to uh, the Circuit of Success podcast. Yeah, happy to help, Brett. Absolutely. Tune in next week for another episode of the Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 